MLM Nation, episode 646. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Dave Scotetti. Hey, Dave, are you ready to make it happen? I'm always ready, Simon, always ready. Dave Scotetti is a top MLM leader who has over 27 years of network marketing experience, and his teams have generated over $500 million in sales during this time. He's also the author of the book, Ripple Marketing. He's also a father of three children and live out in Charleston, South Carolina. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Take us back in time, going back to 27 years. How did you get started in network marketing? Well, it's kind of interesting, Simon. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've always been a fan, and uh, I know we've been trying to connect for several years now for your show, and I'm just grateful um, it's happening today. So, you know, my background, Simon, is pretty traditional. You know, I went to college, had a degree in finance and marketing, but I graduated in 1990. And for those of those of you in your in your audience that's old enough to remember that, uh, there was a pretty significant recession. So. You know, I was kind of forced into the entrepreneurial route, something I kind of lived from the very beginning. You know, a couple of years after graduating, I actually landed that Wall Street job that I was looking for out of college. And, you know, just one year into it. And uh, like anything else, somebody reaches out to you. In this particular case, my father met a gentleman at his country club uh, who, who kind of approached him. And so my dad comes to me saying, hey, I don't know anything about this marketing, but uh I want to introduce you to uh, this guy. So anyhow, long and short of it is, I got introduced to the world of network marketing via a friend of my father's and uh, you know, went to that initial presentation. I saw the circles drawn and I was just enamored and excited about the, the potential. I mean, they were talking about this concept of residual income. They were talking about this concept of you know, living a lifestyle. And it, just, it, was, it was just attractive to me. And this is back in 1993. So yeah, uh, that's how I got started. What were you doing in Wall Street? What type of work were you doing? Asset management. I was working for the high net worth division of a company, which is now called UBS today. Um, was Payne Weber back when I uh, when I got involved. But you know, I was um, just managing people's money. And, and to this day, here we are, what twenty seven, twenty eight days la- years later, I still have my Series Seven license. I only have a few clients, but honestly, it's uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was a great career. So, how did you do your first couple uh, once you got started? How did, what happened? <laughs> well, that's, that's a great question. I have no overnight success story, Simon. I mean, actually, literally, at the end of four years of building my business, my residual income check was less than $100. That's four years into it. Now, again, for some people, that is what it is. But for me, it was a huge opportunity loss because of all the effort and energy that I put into trying to build a network marketing business and took away from my you know, securities business. But, you know, with hindsight, Simon, as I look back, it wasn't anybody's fault but my own. It wasn't the company's fault. Uh, it's always easy for, to, to blame a company or to blame an upline or something to that effect. But the truth of the matter was I wasn't coachable. I didn't follow the system. I didn't reach out to the right people. 
you know, you name it, I did it wrong uh, for the first four years. But, you know, ultimately, I ended up quitting, like so many people do, I ended up quitting, but very shortly thereafter, you know, got a phone call from another individual who, who I had met in that journey, that first journey, and got involved with another company as a founding distributor of the company. And this time, the main, there were so many things that were different, but the main thing was I found a mentor and I just checked my ego at the door and you know, decided to focus on, on doing something special. So you said you did it for four years and made only $100 a month. Yeah. I mean, residually speaking, there, there was probably a little bit more on bonuses for signing people up. But at the end of the day, but, you know, honestly, there was, there was less than $100 in residual, quote unquote residual income at the end of that period. So someone like you, uh, you're, uh, you're working Wall Street, you're probably making good, good income in there. Uh, why did you stay in network marketing? Why did I stay in the network? Yeah, market? why did you, you not know, quit? Like, you know, because it's not worth your time. Like, you can be making a lot more money. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, Simon. Like, I, I, my father was an entrepreneur. And um, for a significant part of my adolescence, called from like sixth, seventh grade up through high school, he wasn't overly present because we were living in New Jersey at the time, but his business was in Pittsburgh, where we were originally from. So I would see him for a weekend every two weeks. And, you know, the reason, the thing that I bought into as far as network marketing was concerned was the location freedom aspect of it and the ability to work from home. And so, you know, even though I didn't have a family at that point in time, uh, I had a little cast, a little bit of vision that, hey, I want to have a family someday. I want to be present. And so that was what really drove me, honestly. It wasn't really so much about the money um, as much as it was the, the concept of being present as a result of building an organization or building a team that could pay a recurring revenue stream. So then you got started again. And what are some of the things you did that helped you get going the right direction on your second start? Well, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, Simon, you know, I always have this saying, you can't be people dependent, you have to be system dependent. And so for me initially, and again, this is back in the early 90s, so the internet wasn't overly prevalent, all the social media wasn't in existence, but there still were systems. And I just, first and foremost, you know, adopted the system. I just bought all in on the system, didn't make myself the issue. That's number one. Number two, you know, I kind of checked my ego at the door, as I mentioned, seeked out some mentors, some people who, who had climbed the hill prior to me and, and really just was coachable, you know? And, and then, and then thirdly, I think it was about reaching out to the right people. You know, I think that's one, it's still to this day, I think a lot of some of the biggest challenges people in network marketing have is they don't, you know, they go to that low-hanging fruit, the people, the easy people to speak to, whereas the truth is you've got to talk to a lot more people, and why not talk to the best, the brightest, the most motivated, entrepreneurial, spirited-minded people you know, and that's what I did. And then once, once I did that and started to have an organization grow, I very quickly learned the art of taprooting and taprooting into the organization and bellying up with people that, uh, that I didn't know, but, but based on what I knew you know, applied what I could, you know, help them with. For those who don't know, talk a little bit about taprooting, what that is, and what did you actually, what did you actually do? Well, here, here's the thing, Simon, you know this, and I'm sure a lot of your audience knows this. The, one of the core reasons that I'm in network marketing, that I think a lot of other people get involved in network <laughs> marketing, is leverage, where you can leverage other people's time, energy, effort, resources, skill sets, relationships. And, and so taprooting is really, as you see new affiliates or distributors, come into the fold is just going down and getting introduced to them and helping them advance, helping them get onboarded properly, helping them get off to a quick start. And, and the power behind that is these are people that you didn't know prior to getting involved, but if you use your 
you know, own personal experience, your own personal motivation and help them, then you get pure leverage in the business. And, and to me, that's one of the smartest things you could do. It takes a little bit more effort, but I got to be honest with you, you know, in, in all the income that I've earned over the last two and a half decades, the majority of it did not necessarily come as a result of people I personally enrolled as much as it did the people within the organization. And if I had not reached down into the organization and, and bellied up with people, it, it may have never happened. But that was that was a skill set that I learned very early on. So once your team gets really big, how do you know who to work with? Do you have like criteria? Like this person is not coachable. I'm not working with them. Or this person, yeah, this person has potential. What's your criteria? Yeah, my, my, well, for me personally, Simon, it really comes down to people that want to own it themselves. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is a, you know, what's interesting about network marketing is we're kind of leading a volunteer army. And, and, and people come into a business like this, as you know, for less than 500 bucks. I mean, you could spend that on a good dinner, a good weekend away, you know. And so that's the good news, but it's also the bad news, you know. And so for me, I'm focused on being a leader of leaders. That's what I figured out at a significant point in my career years ago is that, again, it's not about me, but if I'm going to lead the way, first and foremost, I got to lead myself. But more importantly, I got to find other people and identify people with leadership skills and, and, and work with them. It's not to say that I won't work with somebody who, you know, is, is brand new to the space, but they've got to be hungry. They've got to be motivated and they got to be coachable and, and willing to take the steps to, um, you know, to, to, to do what they need to do to succeed. So I just love working with leadership. I, I just, I love the concept of leadership and that's where you're going to get the beach money in this business quite candidly. Let's, uh, that's, thank you for sharing that. Let's go back a little bit. You talk about most people who struggle in their marketing. They don't seek out enough people, right? They, and they're looking for the low hanging fruit, not the ones who are really successful. So what is someone, I mean, I'm actually never asked this question before, uh, but what is someone that you thought would join, but didn't join? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, the list is, I don't know how long that list is, Simon. I mean, it's um, like, I don't prejudge anybody anymore. You know, I'm really kind of black and white in my approach. You know, I don't assume anything, you know, at a very young age, my father taught me a lot, but the one thing he told me uh, that, that really stuck was don't assume anything. The only thing I can guarantee you is the sun will rise tomorrow, but as it pertains to life, as it pertains to business, don't assume anything. So I kind of brought that into, you know, my, my career as it pertains to network marketing. But at the same time, you know, there are people that I've engaged, even recently. I, I've, you know, I've enrolled some really great people with high expectations, and they didn't do as much as I expected them to do. So I think that's another piece of this thing, Simon, is, you know, it's important on both sides of the ledger for you to have the right, the right expectations for somebody else, but for somebody getting involved in the business, for them to have the right expectations of, of what it takes, the sacrifice, you know, the, 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 the personal development, the skill sets, and the actual activities you know, necessary to build a business. So, you know, I, I think uh, it's not, I can't think of any one particular person, but I, but I do know there's been quite a few. And, uh, and now I just think we're, we're in a world where, you know, everybody, it's kind of an instant gratification society, right? So everybody wants something now. And so I just think the most important thing you can do up front and center when you're onboarding somebody is just seek to understand, understand what the person's all about, where they're at, what they really want to accomplish. And based on those, set the right expectations of what it's going to take in terms of effort, in terms of time, in terms of skill sets and people, because we are in a people business, to actually succeed. Now, the part two of that question 
is were there a person you never thought would do this stuff, do network marketing, or they'll call it this stuff, but then they became pretty successful? Um, let me think. I mean, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You probably a lot of them. Of a, yeah, it really is. I mean, and again, it just goes back to the whole prejudging thing because here, here's, here, this will be of value uh, to your audience. There's a term I call successful discontent. And what that means is people that you perceive to be successful out in the marketplace, maybe it's because they're living in that nice home, they're driving that German car, or you just know that they're a you know, corporate executive or something, you know, where, where they are quote unquote successful, right? But you never judge, man, because you know, some people are flush with money, but no time. And then there's people with plenty of time, but no money. And so what I like having conversations with is people who really don't understand the network marketing model or the network marketing profession and educating them on that because smart business people they really get attracted to it. I mean like I don't really I'm I'm a pretty humble person. I don't really you know, talk too much about numbers in terms of what I've accomplished. But, you know, I think when you do, and sometimes I bring it up, when you do have those conversations with other successful people, their eyes open and they're really, really interested. So again, it just goes back to the prejudging piece, Simon. Just never assume anything and, and let people make a decision for themselves. What was the light bulb moment you had in your business where something clicked and you was an aha moment and then you, your business really, really started taking off? I, I think the light bulb moment was just seeing a check come in for a five-figure check come in. The first five-figure check, which is just really kind of amazing to me. It was like, wow. It's like, and it wasn't as if it was a check based on you know going out and recruiting people. It was a true residual income check from the consumption uh, of the products that we were marketing. And, and, and so I came in at first, and then I had a, uh, a little bit of a sidestep where I kind of stepped away from the business for a couple months. But it kept on coming in. And to me, that was the light bulb moment. And that's what really told me, okay, I get this. I get this concept of distribution. But what I really got was creating leaders, okay, creating leaders to own it themselves, own their own business and take ownership of it independent of you. And again, this goes back to, you know, the whole concept of not being people dependent, being system dependent. And because that's the only way to get free on this business. It was then, it is today. If you don't have systems in your business that are, uh, you're not going to get the duplication and, and you're not going to be able to create the leadership in the way I think most people want to. So what are some of these systems? Because you, you uh, this is obviously very important. You mentioned it a few times. What are some of the systems you need in place? Well, I, I think first and foremost, this is systems of prospecting. How are you going to reach out to people? You know, and I'm still, for, for whatever it's worth, I'm still a little bit old school with it. I mean, I'm on social media, but I'm a really private person and I'm not that person that's out there trying to, you know, build this brand. I'm just kind of a plain vanilla guy. But 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 the systems of prospecting, how you're doing it, what you're saying, and how you're saying it as you reach out to people. If you're you know if you're if you're using online systems, I mean, we use ATM. You know, we add tagging messages as well in our organization. You know, what are those systems of prospect? Uh, number two, and probably the single most important one is the system of onboarding. Like, how do you bring the newest affiliates into your business? And, and it, it has to be simple. You know, I see, I've seen over the years, matter of fact, I was guilty myself of creating this really elaborate website with all this content, all this training that literally, if somebody were to go A to Z through, it would probably take them half a day to do it. Whereas I realized that's not necessary. All we really want to do for people is give them an introduction, kind of validate uh, their decision, and then get them out of the gates and get them their first 
success story. Get them, help them understand the basics of what we do and how to do it, and then help them do it so they get that first belief check, and then you can got to kind of go from there. So, so prospecting would be one, onboarding would be two. I think it's also important to have systems uh, in terms of recognition and retention. They're probably broader discussions, but uh, but they're the systems that I think are the most important. Now, this is my favorite question. Uh, in your 27 years, what was your worst moment in network marketing? To the point you probably wanted to quit and never do this again, but you didn't quit, and that's why you're the leader you are today. The worst moment in network marketing. Um, you know, I think it probably goes on to the early days. Uh, I'll give you two examples. The early days, first and foremost, where I was like, you know, I was kind of called a failure, not in literal terms. But, you know, when you work four years at something, then you have somebody approach you and say, well, hey, how much money are you making at that? And you kind of really have to self-reflect and say, well, really, not that much. That was a challenge. That was a mental challenge. You know, mindset is everything fine in a business like this. And so that, that, that would be number one. And then number two, this is kind of, a, you know, it, it, to some degree, it's a company-specific situation, but I, I was at a... Um, I was at a, a function, an annual function of my company. And I had 4,000 people on my team at that event. And, and, I, and we were about to go to the moon. My organization was doing roughly $5 million a month in sales. Things were, we were, we were about to really accelerate the momentum. But ultimately, at the same time of doing that function, the company decided to change their back office and not back it up. In other words, not run them side by side. And we literally lost the database in a black hole of which for the for the next year, I spent basically a year in network marketing triage where, where the company was sending products out to double, triple sending products to people and not billing them and then billing people, certain people they weren't even sending products. It was an absolute disaster. So that was a really challenging, really challenging moment, but nothing that couldn't, you couldn't overcome, you know, it wasn't something I created, but you had to, that, that, that's what really, I mean, I guess the point about leadership is, you know, you need to step up in the good times and you need to step up in the challenging times. And in my opinion, that's when true leadership really shows its, shows its face is when, when you're facing adversity. And that was, that was pretty significant. Mm, I like that. Good leaders, you got to step up in the good and the challenging times. How important is consistency to success? It's critical. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny you ask, you use the word consistency, Simon. I've used that my entire career, but, but most recently, late last year, uh, we did a retreat with, with our team. We had a qualification thing and we put a group of leaders together. And, and the concept that I learned there was it wasn't consistent, it was daily. You know, cause, cause, cause the person who was kind of talking to me was like, you know, consistent is a relative thing. <laughs> you can be consistently inconsistent. Uh, but the truth, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So to me, it became the daily or the daily method of operation that became most important. Um, and of course that goes hand in hand with consistency, but, but the daily aspect is what I really, really subscribe to today. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building, such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. 
It also has a five-step program to help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training, coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Let's talk about your book, uh, Ripple Marketing. What was your uh, vision behind that and uh, what is it about? Well, um, I, I had no vision behind it initially. Uh, we have a common friend, Brandy, uh, from Hawaii. She she actually reached out to me one day. She says, "Man, yeah, you've been in this business so long. You should you should uh, you should write a book." And I was like, uh, "I I guess. I mean, what's the point?" But I didn't really think much of it. So the motivation behind it was just kind of a challenge. Really, there was no there was no idea. There was no thoughts around making money or doing a book tour or anything like that. Um, it was really around. Like, let me tell my journey from my perspective of not only my journey through network marketing, but what I think the four pillars are for success in network marketing. So, you know, if one, one were to read my book, they would, there's just kind of four sections. There's, there's a section on, um, on mindset, which let's face it, man, that's everything. <laughs> like the psychology of the mind and how you think and, and, and what your vision is and, you know, that's going to play everything. That's gonna, that, you can't get out of the gate without the right mindset, number one. Uh, number two was was a section on activities. Like in other words, what activities? What do you have to do? What income producing activities do you have to execute on to be effective? Once you have that right mindset, like what are you going to do? And then the third uh, chapter, the third section is on um, is on team building, which um, you know just spoke about the art of team building from my perspective. And then last uh, and probably the most important, especially when you want to have, I mean, it's one thing to assign to get a comma in your check. It's another thing to have two digits in front of that comma. And in order to get two digits, you really have to subscribe to leadership um, and, and, and in the core principles of it um, in order to succeed. So that, that's the four pillars. And, you know, it was nothing more than just a good thing to write at the time. And, you know, it, it, was, it, was, an, it was an accomplishment. Awesome. And we we'll put the link in the, to the book in the show notes. ML Nation, go check it out. Ripple Marketing by Dave Scaltetti. Thank you so much for sharing. As we go to the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick uh, one-liners. Okay, one or two sentences. So the first one is, what is your one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, my goodness. My favorite success quotes. <laughs> That's a good question, Simon. Um I, I think, you know, I don't know if it's a quote, but I, I, but I always go back to what I said earlier about my father, which is don't assume anything in life. I don't know if it's a success quote, but it's led me in the right way every single day. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Showing up. What, what do you mean by that? What, what, do you have a morning? What's your routine like? I, I think, you know, it's, it, well, let's put it this way. Um, I, I, I've really, I, I've, I've accomplished a lot in this industry. I, I've got freedom as a result. I've gotten the money situation out of the way. Um, but now as I, you know, I'm building my business, I'm building a legacy business for myself today. You know, it all starts with how I go to bed, honestly, and how to go to bed, how you reflect on your day and, and going to bed and getting a good night's rest and then waking up, having the intentions, the right intentions of what you want to accomplish. And so I believe in getting up early uh, when possible. I believe in getting the heavy lifting out of the way. Uh, out of the gate. And, and then, you know, as I said about showing up, I, I just think you got to show up and, you know, uh, and, and just, you know, try to achieve your highest and best every day, especially when we're in the fact we're in a people business, Simon. 
You know what I mean? Like we're in a people business. And so if everybody's looking, if you're a leader in network marketing, everybody's looking at you. So, you know, how you show up, what your posture is, what you say, how you say it, how you present yourself. And I think that's really critical. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, the best piece of advice I've ever received, and all, all this advice, quite candidly, I mean, are you, are you talking about in life in general? or Anywhere. Or, is the first or, thing that comes to mind? I mean, do, do the right thing. I mean, that, that's what first comes to mind. Do the right thing. I, my, I am very blessed to have two parents who are still alive and well, and they are heart center people. And, and, and they just told me from the very beginning, if you do the right thing, you'll be okay. Like, don't take shortcuts. Always show up. Do the right thing. And just be kind. <laughs> mm. I know it sounds overly simple, but I, to me, I just I, that's just kept my kept me, you know, on the path I've been on. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Uh, I think you mentioned ATM before, right? Can you just explain that in like thirty seconds? Yeah, well, ATM is just ad tagging message. We have private Facebook groups, you know, that uh, that highlight our products and, and our opportunity. And I, I think for people looking to build a business online, it's very productive where you can simply, if they're on Facebook. You know, invite them, ultimately add them to a group, tag them in a couple you know, testimonies or videos and let them get a taste of it. But today, my favorite is, you know, in our particular business, we have a you know, fully automated online marketing system. It's very effective. And um, so I just like, listen, to me, it's all about the tools. I'm, I'm just a professional tour guide, and that is duplicatable. What's your favorite app, aside from Facebook, Instagram, or social media apps, what's your favorite app on your phone? I think the favorite app right now is Chanel's you know, Clubhouse. I just think it's a really fascinating platform where, you know, you know, voice is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And, and I've just been able to get exposed to and learn from and collaborate, quite honestly, with a lot of amazing people, not only in the network marketing space, but just the business space in general. And I mean, I don't know how that would have ever happened, honestly, uh, without, without that app. What's two or three books that you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People is by far, in my opinion, because we're in a people business, it's the Bible of business. I mean, I think, I think you know, learning how to uh, interact, how to communicate is, is probably the number one skill set, you know, in network marketing. So that would, uh, that would be uh, number one. And uh, Think and Grow Rich, holy hell, I mean, I, I, you know. It was written so many years ago. I don't know, hundred years ago. I don't know how long ago, but but it's the, the principles are still applicable today. And those two books alone are worth reading, not once, but every couple of years to get a refresher. Here's the last question: the million dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, so didn't know your kids. You're like an alien that went to another universe, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do, or the first place you go? to build a network marketing business from scratch. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing that right now. Um, no, so um, I, I, think, I think the first place you go is go where the people are. I mean, so if I'm an alien and I landed on a planet and all of a sudden I came across social media, a way to network with people, that's where I'd go. If there wasn't such a thing and there were meetups in the park, that's where I would go. You know, you go where the people are, have conversations, you know, be more interested than interesting and ask people, you know, get a feel for who they are, where they're at, and, uh, you know, provide solutions. That, that's what we've always done. And I think that's no matter what planet we're on or where this business goes, that's what we're ultimately going to do. Hey, thank you so much, Dave, for sharing your wisdom. Um, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Well, I mean, through Facebook, through Instagram. Uh, I give free copies of my book away at davidscaltetti.com. 
you know, I, I think, look, I, I think the main piece of advice I would give to any of your listeners is, um, you know, be the leader you want to attract. You know, I, I do realize this. I do realize that 80% of the people that get involved in network marketing really only want to earn three to $500 a month. And that's awesome because it's not that hard to do. But for those that really want to have change in their lives, maybe whether it be a career change or whether it be, um, you know, just they, have, they just have purpose in what they're doing, you know, just reach out with love, you know, reach out with purpose. I, that's one thing I learned uh, through a mentor a couple of years back is, you know, being purpose driven in what you do makes not only a difference in your personal approach, but also makes a difference in how you are perceived in the marketplace. So I just think, look, you know, you know if your goal, if you've got big goals, um, dream big, you know, dream big and, and get after it and, uh, and just realize that it's, it's a journey. You know, there's nothing, nothing's going to happen overnight, but just keep focused on the prize and, and again, be that leader you want to attract. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Dave Scotetti. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com and click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, including the link to Dave's book, Ripple Marketing, will be right there. And in order to be successful in business, in network marketing, in life, you must help others. So Dave, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thanks for having me, Simon. Appreciate you. Hey, MLM Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when I'm, you and I, we go together on Zoom, and I'll guide you word for word on what to say, and I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chamber. Great show from Dave Scaltetti. Tell you, this guy is a professional, just shows up. I still remember the first time I met him. Great, great networker. Okay, someone that you definitely can learn from. And, uh, you know, well, right before the show, it's funny, this is another way. The total unprofessional way. I'll think about doing the right thing, things I teach my kid, right? Doing the right thing. Never assume the some of the lessons he taught. I, I had a, uh, someone that had an appointment with me, right? That is not a leader. Uh, was looking for help, for helping, doing for, looking for coaching. And the person doesn't show up for the appointment, right? I'm like, well, yeah, why would prospects show up for you, right? It's just, just the wrong success happens. Now, if you can't show up for whatever reason, reason, just send me a message or send me an email, whatever, especially if it's something booked, and just say, I can't make it. That's fine. But just not don't show up. That's so, so lame. And so, anyway, I just want to share that vent because that's so 180 degrees opposite of what Dave Scotetti is about, right? If you have something, show up, do the right thing, and uh, never assume anything. There's a lot of great nuggets here here from uh, talking about systems dependent and not people dependent, right? Never assume, never assume that people do stuff. Uh, I, I ask them that question to people that often, this is, I want you to, you know, remember this. The people that you think would join a business often don't. The people often you never expect will. So never, never assume, never, never prejudge your prospects. He talked about tap rooting, going down, building deep into your levels, looking for hungry people so you get the maximum leverage. And going back to prejudging, right? Successful discontent. It's like people who would be successful, but they're not content with their life. They could be making a lot of money, but they have no time, right? Or they can be very happy outside, but they, they don't have any money. Right, they can have all the time to do the stuff they like, but they're not having the money. So those are things 
you know, never, never prejudge your prospects. You talk about the four type of systems, the three type of systems, the prospecting system, the onboarding, the recognition, retention, talk about the worst moments. You talk about mindset a lot, right? It's how do you interpret things? During tough times is when you step up. Step up is not during just the good times, but also during the challenging times. Um, you went over the four pillars of success, the mindset, the activities, team building, the leadership, uh, and a lot of great stuff on the show. Hey, go check it out. Go check out his book as well. I'll put everything or the links on the show notes page. Just head over to mlnation.com, click on the podcast app, and definitely connect uh, with Dave Scottetti. And remember, be the leader. If you want to attract better people, be that leader and be purpose driven. You know, when you're, and I'll, I'll attest to this, when you're purpose driven, you know, I always talk about purpose is greater than money. You probably see me wear that shirt. When you are driven by purpose, people perceive you differently. You actually attract much, much better people than you, right? And uh, show up and do the right things. So, anyway, I'll thank you again, Dave Scatetti. Thank you for listening. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. And I appreciate you all. Uh, if you like this, please subscribe and rate. Leave a, leave us a review. Really appreciate that. And now it's over to you. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.